Welcome to Shootcast, our round 13 review. Joining me on the line, as always, Andrew Swain from Stan Sport. Hello, Swainy. G'day, Burjo. Good to chat, as always, on a, on a nice evening, wet evening. It is a bit wet and cold. Also joining us on the line, rugged up probably in his northern suburbs, Scarf, is Mark Cashman. Hello, Casho. Not the scarf on tonight, but I, uh, okay. I I do have the sleeveless puffer on. Oh, that's so not sure. The sleeveless <laughs> puffer. Bloody hell. The sleeveless puffer. Oh, that's, that's, that's good cash. I got my Marlins hoodie on personally. Now, um, Swaney, uh, Bearstow, uh, the, the whinging pom has just taken on a whole <laughs> new dimension this week, hasn't it? Oh, mate, hasn't it been fantastic? Brilliant. Now, I stayed up and watched this theatre unfold. And as soon so as it happened, I. I thought, oh, you know, this is going to ruffle some feathers. And I thought yep. that straight away. Um, mm-hmm. But also I was like, well, piss off, you're out. So, yeah, um, yeah, and, and it's been fantastic to see all the hypocrisy, um, all the all the different clips emerging of Bearstow doing similar gamesmanship. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's been fantastic. And I, I for one, love it. Um, I know that. You know, it probably makes us look like bad winners, but we're winners. So happy days. I, I, this isn't um, cricket cast, but it's like most of England are outraged. Most of Australia say play on. There's a portion of England that says, yeah, that's play on, especially all their ex-players. And there's a portion of Australia that think maybe that's bad sportsmanship. But at the end of the day, who cares? Casho, what do you reckon? Out. Well, O-U-T, Out. As, as soon as Rishi Sunak uh, delivers something about the sporting world, uh, as, as as a famous bloke I used to work with, Peter Falingos at the old Daily Mirror, would say, that'll do me. So, mm. yes, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. it's just one of those things. But uh, listen, boys, one of the one of the great lines that I uh, I read over the last 24, 36 hours was from the Batuta Advocate who, who oh, alleged yeah. that uh, some of the members – were just one big sneeze away from a major stroke. They were so outraged. So, <laughs> it was just, it was just so appropriate and uh, superbly put. Oh, it was some absolute comedy gold online. I will I say to... this. I will yeah. say this. The the one thing, twenty four hours earlier, you had the Poms all pointing at the rule law book, saying we well, that wasn't a fair catch because he grounded the ball. Mitch Stark grounded the ball. They were all pointing at the law oh, book. Yeah, exactly. And 24 hours later, those that law book isn't good enough for them. They bloody wrote the thing. Yeah, I um, got a nice little clip about someone saying this was an MCC press release about the guilty members. Have a go at their names. I'm not sure if, if real or fake news. Bartholomew Frinton Smythe, Humphrey Wigbert Porter, and Quinton Breckenridge. <laughs> I mean, you, you couldn't make that up, but I also don't think it would be far from the truth. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's spot on. I mean, I, th- I know th- I I know they're uni season ticket holders, but we'll move on. <laughs> um, they're yeah. sponsors, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. No, all good, all good. We love the students. We talk about them shortly. Uh, before we get on to them, um, Swaney, first test match this weekend, mate. I've I'm going to really struggle to get some sleep over the next fortnight. I've been enjoying the Tour de France again. I've I've got past the the uh, the, the drug years. I'm back into that. I've been watching the Ashes. It's been fantastic. Now we've got test footy. I mean, the 20s are on tonight at 10 o'clock. Then we've got test footy on Saturday at 1 o'clock. Mate, I'm just not going to get any sleep. Well, there, yeah, absolutely. The coffee, um, people who sell coffee and 
caffeine related products over mm. the next month are going to make an absolute killing because yep. uh, you're right, there is plenty of uh, late night uh, sport viewing to be had. And um, mm. yeah, that happens this weekend, 12.30 p.m. Uh, or 12.30 a.m. rather, we're on air yep. Yep. Um, for the Wallabies v Springboks at Pretoria. Uh, can the Wallabies win there for the first time? Um, oh, there's so much intrigue around the team that Eddie's going to pick, what sort of game he's going to play. There's just there's a there's a lot of question marks floating around, mm. and, and I don't know where to start. Well, he's not going to get any of the cohesion that uh, has formed his English sides and maybe Australian sides previously because of the makeup of the Sword Casher. So it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be particularly interesting, obviously, who gets the uh, the job at number ten. Um, I guess we probably think White's going to be there. There's definitely going to be some some new blood somewhere, maybe in that back row. And uh, yeah, any 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 tips from you, Kasha, about what we might see on the weekend? Not uh, not not solid sort of tips, but uh, there's mm. a bit of speculation that uh, Bell and uh, Tupo may well be available uh, in, in in the front row. And I think that's uh, that's where this game's going to be played out uh, very much. Yep. So, isn't it? Uh, you yep. know, whether you've got a a first string Springbok side or a third string Springbok side—they're—they're uh, they're going to come at you at uh, at scrum and lineout time. So that's uh, that's the way it's going to be uh, uh, going to be played. And I think there's going to be a lot of kicking going on. And uh, it's uh, yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 second uh, rise of uh, Eddie Jones as Wallaby coach is going to be very very interesting to watch. Very interesting to say the least. And then on Sunday morning at five ten, we'll get our first look at the All Blacks. Taking on Argentina over in is it Mendoza against Swaney, our favourite yep. venue? Yep, Mendoza. Mendoza, it is. Um, okay. Yeah, it's going to be a great few few hours for for um, nocturnal people like myself, people who don't mm. like sleep. Um, yeah. I will just one more note on Eddie's uh, return to coaching the Wallabies. His first test in charge in two thousand and one. 28th of July, 2001, Wallabies v Springboks in Pretoria. So a nice little bit of synergy there. Mm, hopefully we can get a W this time around. Uh, before we jump into the Shoot Shield action, I was flicking through the uh, mini matches before and saw a lovely little feature on the Shoot Shield there, Swaney from Stansport, a little 20-minute doco. Have you noticed that one drop in the feed? Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, it is a great little piece, and has I, that I been urge... up all season? Or no, no, just... it just yeah. dropped last week. Okay, uh, soft launch. Um, yep. and it's a great little eighteen-minute doco about the history of the shoot shield. Given it is yeah. the hundred-year uh, anniversary, the history of the shoot shield. Um, great little piece, uh, which was um, I think commissioned by our friends uh, at New South Wales Rugby and put together. Yep. Um, by some some great producers and, and editors out there, and it's it's well worth a watch. I urge all of our listeners um, yep. to jump on and, and have a look at it because it's yeah, great great little twenty minutes of some, uh, some real big names in there, boys too, isn't there? Narrated by Brett Patworth, yeah, Pappy, Pappy Jones, Sterling yep. Mortlock, Joe Barakat, mm-hmm. Mickey Martin, Simon Poitman, Sean Maloney, even give Sean Maloney a run, I know. Jones. Yeah, so uh, yeah, they uh, Ian Payton even got a uh, the Sydney Morning Herald uh, rugby uh, rugby guy got a got a bit of a bait there. So, but uh, you, you're right; it uh, it gives some uh, some context to uh, what we're playing for this year, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it is the centenary year of the Shoot Shield. I 
great premiership. I'm sure plenty of clubs will want to win in the 100th season. And yeah, as I uh, mentioned and you guys have just attested to, it's uh, well worth the watch. Um, all right. Well, um, I had the privilege of hosting a reunion on Saturday for the 1983 Manly Marlins Premiership. It was a very famous premiership, arguably my club's probably most famous day, to be fair. Coached by Alan Jones, they beat uh, a Ramick side uh, stacked full of Wallabies, including the Eller Brothers, Lloyd Walker. Um, po- uh, what was I going to mention there? It was Poito. Yeah, Poito. Poitovan was playing in the flank, got upended by one of our front rowers, and it was... Um, a very brutal game, and they had a huge reunion in the Manly Club. I was honoured to be the MC. Got to interview Alan Jones. Um, it was a very very easy interview because I only got two questions out. I was just to say, how many questions? Yeah, no, I got two. Um, but yeah, it was a fun day, and um, we uh, wandered down to Manly Oval. So we get straight into that. We saw a draw. Um, Manly fourteen, Ramick fourteen. I mentioned last week uh, Ramick was sort of one of the sides that we were keeping an eye on. I still am not going to take anything away from from that perspective. I, it was a it was an absolute um, torrid match. There weren't any points scored till about the fifty sixth minute, I think, maybe even later. Um, defense was excellent from both sides, especially the mall defense. But some of the uh, contact around the game was just awesome. It's just. Um, a lot of sides this year, I've mentioned on the podcast before, not taking three points. Manly had opportunities to take points, particularly in the back end of that first half. Didn't do so. You know, with about 15 minutes to go, Manly found themselves with a, a 14-0 lead and almost looked unassailable. But Ramick, to their credit, didn't say die. Um, scored a try with uh, in the 74th minute, six minutes to go. And I, I unfortunately just sort of felt like it could have been um, this could happen. We could we could easily concede, and for a defence so going so well, we unfortunately conceded right next to the post on the bell. Fourteen all, um, a really willing and good game. To be fair, in hindsight, there was bugger all between them. Can't be too disappointed with a draw um, from the day, Casher. No, 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 no. Certainly not. It uh, it was an absolutely gripping game, and and probably lived up to uh, you know the expectations. It's it's probably from a, a manly point of view that it, it didn't ended up being the same score as that that grand final, which was uh, which was twelve ten. But uh, mm. Randwick did rattle home in those uh, those last couple of minutes. Uh, yep, a couple of tries, one of them to uh, Benny Houston, and uh, but uh, manly. Manly look as though that uh, if 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 they're in the arm wrestle, they can beat any side in this uh, particular competition. I, l- I like the look of your new uh, your new number ten, Lester Tigers number ten, Tommy Hardwick, and uh, mm-hmm. Matt Fatoas uh, continues uh, to impress. And uh, you're coming up with a, a good range of front rowers down there at uh, at, uh, at the Village Green. I think they're they're travelling along uh, very nicely. Uh, Still very much in the mix for the uh, for the finals, the Marlins. So uh, we'll see how things uh, sort of pan out over coming weeks. Yeah, we um, we're just a bit concerned whether this wobble is going to be anything like last year, Swaney, where we finished with a whole bunch of close losses. We've uh, lost two and drawn one in the last three weeks. So hopefully uh, we can right the wrongs at East this week. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a couple of teams who are getting a few speed wobbles at the moment, aren't they? Mm, yeah. Um, you know, Gordon being the other one, probably notably. But, um, yeah, you know, it's interesting watching this game. Um, as you say, it was a gripping, torrid affair. And two sides who, uh, you know, both known for 
Um, you know, their brilliance in attack was it was it was ended up being the the mm. piggies up front really doing the damage. And, and and particularly in that last couple of minutes, I noticed particularly for Randwick, Cormac Daly. Oh, he's a beast. Couple of just yeah. really important runs mm. for his team. Yeah. Um, you know, smashing it up the middle. Ben Houston was there as well. It was yeah. those big boys up front yeah. that changed the game for them. Um, they stepped up when they needed to. When it counted, didn't they? That was well, exactly. Um, it was at the perfect time. Yeah, it was exactly when it counted. Those guys stood up. Yeah, I can't take anything away from Ram. I thought their last try was absolutely excellent and driving it from within their twenty-two all the way up the field. And um, yeah, look, uh, deserving of the draw. Uh, it was a, as I said last week. It was one v two in the club championships. How's this? Manly won third grade and second grade Colts. Ramick won first grade. Manly won fourth grade, Ramick won third grade, second grade draw, first grade draw. Oh, as <laughs> hard as it comes. Yeah, as close, close as it comes. So uh, well done, both clubs are really toiling hard and, um, you know, they would both dearly love a club championship. There's still a few other sides are probably going to come to the mix. But, um, yeah, a, a really good game and hopefully a preview to what to expect in the finals. Um, another game lived up to the billing and – was just as good was that game at North Sydney Oval, Casho. Northern Suburbs continually their excellent form. North 25, Uni 22. Um, I thought there was a really high-quality game. North scoring some excellent tries. Um, yeah, what were your observations out there, Casho? Well, it's, it, it, it was another another final style of game, another playoff style game, really, wasn't it? Uh, mm. You know, uh, Uni uh, were... Um, uh, had uh, had had quite quite a number of their Super Rugby players available uh, for this uh, for this game. Dan Botha, Falao Fienga, Tommy Lambert was in the uh, in the front row. Lockie Swinton in in, in, in the second row, and uh, uh, you know the uh, you know there's Clooney's Ross and Kennywell in the centres there. So they were, they were certainly not uh, not down on uh, on talent and uh, and ability. So uh, it was. It was just one of those great arm wrestles that uh, North and Uni games have uh, developed into over, over the last couple of years. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the, probably the key to the, uh, the the victory was the uh, the try to uh, Harry Bury just uh, or probably 15 minutes out from time. He yeah. uh, managed to uh, uh, support Brody Lieber up uh, up up the middle and uh, score up under the post. Uni hit back late for with with with, with another try to uh, make it 25-22. and then uh, the Norse defence uh, went to work from there and they did some really good stuff. But uh, the highlight of the afternoon was the uh, the Nick Duffy try in the corner. It was the uh, yeah. it was the classic NRL wingers try, wasn't it? Uh, you know he uh, he got an inside ball from uh, from Brady Lieber and uh, yep. went airborne uh, virtually over the top of the the quarter post and uh, got mm. the ball down and uh, a, a fantastic effort from uh, from Norse but uh, Norse um, you know perhaps on uh, on uh, on. On, on line for uh, another minor premiership. We'll see how things uh, pan out, out over the next month. The dreaded minor premierships, Wayne. Yeah, well, it's, it hasn't worked out real well for the last few teams who've, no, who've won it. Certainly not. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Cash. Oh, I, look, I, I would love a minor premiership. Let's be honest. Any club wants a minor premiership. Yeah, they want it, team. absolutely. But you, want to go on and, you want to go yeah. on in that last game as well, don't you? 
Yeah, you do. Looks year. like um, Norse have uh, got a few returning players um, there, Casho, or George Thornton back um, from over maybe Yeah, MLB yeah, yeah, George, um, George uh, managed some uh, some time on the field, so he's been uh, working away in, in the MLR, so uh, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's an obviously uh, welcome return there, and uh, uh, Rhys Mahu's made a return. Uh, he had some some family business to attend to in Queensland for the last month or so, but uh, yeah. he's back and uh, re- ready for the finals and uh, did uh, quite a j- good job in uh, in reserve grade. So you'll you'll probably see him get some time in coming weeks for Norths. But uh, yeah, all, all in all, things seem to be uh, ticking over sort of quite nicely. Yeah, I guess um, we'll see this week whether some wallabies get released, any more wallabies get released. That is, uh, Swaney, people like Jake Gordon would be just the player university want right now as they come into some probably a critical fortnight, really. Yeah, oh, big time. And, and you know, it is for, for so many clubs, you know, they'd love to have those players back. I know up in Brisbane as well, I was talking to a club coach uh, up here who is – absolutely foaming at the mouth filthy about mm. the fact that he hasn't been able to get his his representative players back yet um yeah. and and you know I, I tend to agree in in some respects like what are we doing warehousing some of these guys why yeah. aren't they playing some footy i know that they've got the australia a game coming up against tonga but some of these guys haven't played for you know a month mm. so what are we doing yeah i know let's uh Let's wait and see how that one um, how that one sort of unravels. I, I'm hearing that Jones might want to take players across to New Zealand while games are still happening for the Wallabies to prep for the next test. It could be those kind of tactics, Casher. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting, isn't it? So uh, mm. yeah, I think um, uh, the 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 full extent of the way it's going to affect club footy throughout the countries. Uh, uh, probably hasn't been fully revealed yet. Probably because they're uh, they're, they're not too sure about who's um, who's who's a wallaby, who's an Australia A player, and uh, you know where they are on uh, particular uh, pecking orders. And you know you've, you've got the injury uh, factor that, uh, that that comes into these things. So uh, yep. yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be interesting. So uh, I, I you know I. I just hope that there's, uh, you know, there's there's always going to be good footy played at Shirt Shield, but uh, it's uh, it always ramps up a level when there's uh, when there's a bit of Super Rugby and Wallaby talent about, doesn't it? It always does, absolutely. Hopefully that's still the case. Uh, moving on to the next game at TG Milner, Eastwood have her will come home with a uh, a big win. Eastwood twenty eight, Gordon twenty seven. Gordon have been on the wrong end of a couple very tight results, but. Um, not far out of it at all. Impressive win um, from Eastwood, though, Swaney. Their squad continues to, to look very good and very, very big. Oh, absolutely. That, I, I think size is probably the the key around this. They were massive, aren't they? And um, Fabian Goodall came back on the weekend. I know. And Benny Batcher, we just know that he loves a, he loves a big team um, and he's still got that. Yeah. Um, you know, and... and you know, it was 14 unanswered points, I reckon, uh, from Eastwood in the end. They came home with a wet sail, didn't they, um, they did. to, to win that game. Um, and, yeah, Gordon, probably another one that got away, really, for them. Um, yeah, it is. Gordon, um, they're, 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 I mean, results-wise, 
I don't think they're going to be too worried. They went through this last year. I know for a fact they've got some some big name players potentially trickling back in the next few yeah. weeks. Yeah, um, players yeah, I've heard the same key, thing. Players in key positions like Hooker, like five eight. Um, so I don't think Gordon will be too upset at all. They, they've they've got a a strong roster. Joey Walton um, looked like he was growing a little bit more in this game. Uh, Casho didn't he? He's starting to maybe hit his straps. Yeah, it's uh, it, it probably harks back to our conversation last week about uh, coming to terms with uh, you know the the level of shoot shield footy and uh, mm-hmm. and and sort of gelling with his uh, with his men inside and out, doesn't it? So that's but, right. He's, he's certainly grown from his uh, Super Rugby experience, uh, Joey, and I think he's going to play a a, a, a really big uh, role in the uh, in the way forward. Gudgeon, I thought, at outside centre was uh, probably one of the better guys for uh, uh, Gordon. Uh, Besson at number eight carried the ball well, while uh, Luff did his new, usual sort of stuff, and Talangi at, uh, at lock really carted the ball up well. But, uh, yeah, Gordon, you know, They've lost a few on the trot, but uh, certainly wouldn't count them out. No, I wouldn't at all. They're playing a nice brand of Billy Melrose-style football again, so they were a bit more kick-orientated. I think that sort of changed with the injury to McGregor and uh, the last couple of games, they've, they've scored some excellent tries. It was a fantastic try to Arcus in the corner, wasn't it there, Sweeney? Oh, absolute beauty, yeah. And those those are the guys that are stepping up for Gordon at the moment, even though they, they are you know, in the midst of a pretty ordinary run. Is that four straight losses? I think it's four, yeah. Yeah, that's, which, you know, you've got to get out of that funk. Um, yeah, since the Manly game, I don't think they've won. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, I think exactly right. I think it's, um, you know, those are the guys that need to step up. It's those, what you know, as you say, there's some guys that will be trickling back in, in key positions, but it's the, the guys week in, week out who need to get, that monkey off their back a little bit and um, and start turning yep. things around. Absolutely. Game out of the Eric. Um, two Blues on a roll. Uh, they've taken down Southern Districts. Two Blues, 28. Southern Districts, 18. Two Blues had to work for this one. South had a really strong start. They're up 15-0. Uh, but after that, the Suez Suez brothers just took control. Uh, Namani Nadolo also playing a part. And... Uh, once they get those flick pass rolling cashier, they are hard to stop the two blues. Yeah, yeah, they certainly are. And um, I, I, I was I was just impressed with their uh, their work at the breakdown and, and also their line out. I thought uh, functioned mm. really, really well. And uh, they have figured out how to use the money to, uh, to to best effect. I think they're, they're using him very much as a uh, as a decoy runner, and uh, you know sometimes. Uh, Running into the uh, in, into the defence, and uh, once they started to get a bit of possession, they uh, they really started to ping the ball around, and uh, they, they look really good. And uh, they're uh, they're now in the top six, and uh, the way they're going, I think they're uh, they're going to stay there until finals time. Oh, that's a big call, isn't it, Swaney? Oh, Two Blues yeah. playing finals footy. I mean, <laughs> I'd love yeah. to see it, but. Uh... Jeez, um, I don't reckon any other team in the comp would love to see it though, given how oh, they're going. I would hate to play them in the finals. To be yeah, honest, yeah, yeah, you'd hate to, wouldn't you? They're sitting sixth, like mm. it's um, yeah, they're, they're a dangerous to, and as you say, the Sewer Sewer brothers, they get their hands on the ball, and um, those guys, they're like little puppet masters. Yeah, 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 they're uh, they're seriously impressive. They've got some. 
so many destructive runners and, and a lot of creativity, but um, yeah, really, really playing well at the moment, the two blues. And yeah, poor old South, they, they really gave a good account of themselves early, but just couldn't hold on, could they, Kesha? No, unfortunately not. I think, um, you know, uh, I'd, I'd imagine there would have been some deep and dark conversations last week at Foreshore, just uh, mulling over what uh, what what happened the week before. It was certainly a, a better performance uh, this time through. Got out to fifteen nil. So uh, you know, yep. there's uh, there's the capacity to score points there from uh, from Southern Districts, but um, probably under fatigue they're. Uh, They'll, they'll just uh, out muscle a bit, and uh, even uh, I think the um, one of the tries from uh, the two blues there by one of the Susu brothers was uh, a quick tap down that uh, down that left edge, and uh, you know he uh, he dived over between players who were still uh, with their backs to the uh, the attacking side. So uh, that says something about uh, playing heads up footy. That was, you know uh, Souths weren't doing it, and uh, the two blues were. Deserved win. Yeah, agreed. Uh, game at the revamped Concord Stadium. Uh, the Pirates have had a win. West Harbour 31, Eastern Suburbs 27. Uh, West started like a house on fire. Terrific try that Otto Wentz uh, was a really, really well-worked uh, first-team try. Um, East, though, very much came back into it and really in the box seat for most of this match. I thought Bradford had an excellent game for Eastern Suburbs at fly half. Um, but that man, Infowata, had a huge impact at the end of the game. So he, an ex-league convert. Yeah, yeah. He um, comes from East Rugby League and mm. uh, he's been playing a few reserve grade games, I believe. And, and yeah, it was a huge impact, wasn't it? He flew through, um, you know, and Wests, that they're just starting to win those games that they probably should win. You know, they've, they've, yep, as, yep. As, we, as we said you know, numerous times this year, they've been unlucky. They've shot themselves in the foot a few times. You know, they did, they probably did, um, you know, that a few times on the weekend as well against East. But yep. when it when it counted, with Cam Orr in the front row, that, that massive scrum um, at the end of the game, right in front of the, the home fans oh, there. They love it. The like uh, pirate game. The, yeah, the Bang Bang Pirate Gang, they loved it, didn't they? Mm. And, um, yeah, they, uh, they 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 just got it right at the right time. And, yeah, Karol uh, Valevu, um, was, that was an awesome, awesome try. Um, and, and it's, um, you know, we, we spoke just earlier about the two blues being a, being a difficult time uh, side to play at this time of the year. And I think... Uh, I think the way West Harbour are looking, they're uh, they're, they're looming in uh, in that sort of manner, aren't they? You know, like if you've got uh, if you got to win the last round game against uh, West Harbour at Concord in the um, you know in the in in the twenty oh, twentieth round, that's tough. Oh boy, that's, yeah. uh, that's oh, tough. Yeah, yeah. Manly found that out last year, didn't they? Birds oh, up. it was a few years ago, but uh, oh. Yeah, First. West Harbour, apart from other teams, seem to have bogey. We seem to have a lot of bogey teams, man. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're just not that good. We've got Eastwood for sure. We've got uh, two, uh, the Pirates, and we're now we've got Hunter. So Hunter, yeah. Three bogey teams. Maybe we just suck. But, um, no, it was well, it was yeah. a former two blue. It was um, Josh Thompson who used to play for the two blues, I believe, didn't he? Um, he scored the double for them. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, it's... Um, yeah, Masters is a, playing well at thirteen as well. I, I like that move. He's been, um, he's, you know, he's, we 
we've ever seen from Justin Masters is him in the back three. Yep. And he's moved into 13 and playing really well now. Final game of the round was up at uh, Newcastle Sports Ground um, where a resurgent ringer gave a really good account of themselves against the Wildfires. Um, Rats, um, Rats are a fan of Vayner form. They, they look like a good side now with the adjustment with Townsend at fly half. They're very dangerous. Um and they had a very good start in this game. Uh, Connor Winchester, though, just really was probably delivered the man of the match performance. Got a try or two. Uh, he was everywhere. Just puts the ball in the right right place of the field. He might be close to the best 10 in the comp at the moment, I reckon, Casho. Yeah, listen, he, uh, he gets the wildfires in all the right positions on the field, kicks his goals. So uh, you can't uh, argue too much with that, really, can you? So that... The Rats were trailing 31-15 with uh, not too long to go. They whacked up two tries in two minutes, one to Jack Blaine and then another one to Sateki Latu. Yeah, they're uh, dangerous. Up the 31-27 final score. So but uh, Wildfires hung on and uh, they'll uh, continue to draw a crowd up there as long as they keep on winning. Yeah, it was 31-27 with four minutes to go, so it was never home and hoses. All games are tied, aren't they, Swain? Oh, they are. They are. I, I tell you, the, the moment that stuck out for me, I and mean, we talk about how big and enormous this Hunter pack is, right? I, I loved watching Clayton Franz, who's the, the back rower, um, uh, I believe, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's Clayton, correct. Yep. Clayton Franz, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, see, got, did you guys happen to see him in open space? at all, he, he made this amazing line break through the middle. So, I mean, they've got an enormous pack, but he's a bit of a wiry, tall, oh, he's a great player. L- yeah, lanky yeah, yeah. drink of water. And yep. he makes this amazing run through um, through the middle of the, you know, the rat, the teeth of the rat's defence. Mm. Uh, and, and he's got some serious gas. Like, that, that is X factor right there in your pack when you're talking about, you know, Hunter have got a pretty – you know, well, well-worn well game plan around that forward pack, but this guy adds X-Factor to it. It was awesome to see. Absolutely. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to have a whinge. Why do Hunter play their games at 6 o'clock at night, Kasha? I think it's uh, got a lot to do with the uh, the, the local competition. They're, they're, they're trying to get people to gravitate to Newcastle number two sports ground okay. after they finish their uh, the the Newcastle grade competition. So yeah, that's, that's exactly one of the right. reasons and uh, it, um, it, it gives Stan a bit of content at that time of the night too, I suppose. Well, excuse me for being a Sydney snob that just wants to get home on time, but I plead for the Rats after the weekend. Like, you don't want to go up there and lose because they're pretty good and have to drive home at bloody nine o'clock at night. Come on. Come yeah, here's, on. A, here's an idea. Stay. That's probably what we're supposed to do, but you know, cost of living <laughs> crisis, and you know, all of us, all of our Sydney mortgages aren't great at the moment. So no, this, this is true. Holidays are sparing, but no, that's my little rant for the week, and um, I'll take all the hate mail from Hunter fans. That's fine. <laughs> and actually, while we're on that game, three o'clock is first grade kickoff time. That's just my yeah. opinion. What, Go on, Casher. While we're actually on that game, I thought Alex Pohl is starting to uh, come into a wee bit of form. So he mm-hmm. made uh, made a couple of breaks uh, through the midfield there and another really good one down there, a left edge at, uh, at one stage. So uh, good to see him 
you know, battling through uh, a, a bit of an injury uh, malaise over the past couple of months, but uh, he he looks robust and uh, playing very well, and he's going to be a real weapon for them. Now, did anyone see a very dicey second try to McKill, Swaney? Did you see that one? Uh, yes. <laughs> Looked I like did. it was a an NFL uh, Gronk spike, I think. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, because and that's right, and everyone was blowing up about it, and the referees came <laughs> together. Touchy oh, yeah. came in, and yeah, there was there was a bit of a conference about it, wasn't there, mate? I just oh, I don't know. It wasn't very clear on the telecast, but it didn't look right. Anyway, it's gone down as a five pointer, so uh, all good. But uh, yeah, Hunter um, with Norse solidifying themselves at the top of the competition. Who wants to play a final up at the Newcastle Sports Ground? No one, especially at six o'clock at night. But um, I should stop thinking. It would be a very, very tough road trip up there for the finals. And I dare say the wildfires have firmly got their eye on that home semi and um, good on them for their position so far. They're playing very, very well. Um, Let's have a quick look at the ladder. So we've got Norse and Hunter now um, in a mini break, you would say, Um, both on 48 points, first and second. Uh, four points behind, so a win behind is Ramwick and Eastwood, 44 and 43. Manly, 42. A little bit of a mini break to the two Blues in sixth spot, in those final spots, so looking very good. Then we've got the chasing teams. You'd have to say Gordon and University. I can't see West making it on 28 points, so um, I think there's eight teams fighting for six spots. Would you agree with me, Casho? Yeah, very much so. And uh, if if you're looking at this year, uh, uni are the ones who are who are treating that line. I don't think they can afford to uh, drop any more than maybe one game in 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 the run home to uh, have some sort of presence in the uh, in in the playoffs. Uh, obviously, Norse and Hunter, I think, will uh, will be in and around that one and two uh, sort of yep. position, and uh, everything else is up for grabs. Well, how big are the games this week, uh, Swaney? How about this one? Uni v Two Blues. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's massive. When that you talk about massive. the ladder, um, yeah. You know, Uni, they're going on a run, and the Two Blues have had mm-hmm. the Uni's measure the last few times they've played. Um, they beat them, didn't they? Beat them earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, they did beat them this year at yeah. the Eric, yes. At the Eric, yeah, and they won. And they won last year at Uni, uh, from yeah. memory. So let's let's be honest, though. Uni are eighty minutes away from a title charge. Yeah, they can, <laughs> they can flick the switch like that. They are. You're right, and so it's a big game for Two Blues. Actually, this is this is sort of this is make or break for them in terms of confidence. I reckon they yeah, can beat Uni this weekend. They can beat anyone. They could lose, though, and give a very good account of themselves and feel good about themselves, I think. But, yeah, they they don't want to lose because Uni are, uh, want their spot. So um, other games are around the grounds. Uh, Marlins head over to Eastern Suburbs, Eastern Manly at Wallara. Norse taking on Ramick. Now, that is a big game. That's uh, 1v3. Um, so that's a huge match. Be interested to see how Norse can continue their form and Ramick playing very well, too. Or, or, just, or the actual toll that the, the win over uni takes. So, uh, yeah, yes, it will be interesting. Um, uh, Southern District's taking on the wildfires at Foreshore. Big road trip for the uh, wildfires. 
Um, Ringer taking on Gordon. Huge test for Gordon, that one, Swaney. Yeah, yeah. Given, given Rats' mean, resurgence, and they've got a win too. If if the rumours are true around some of those returning players for Gordon, then, um, yeah, that's that's a really good result for them. But, yeah, you're right, big game. Ringer starting to really hit their straps now. Um, yeah, the Gordon... It's a it's a tough one. Could be a, a, another banana skin. They don't want to lose five straight. That's that's trouble right there. Yeah, another one that doesn't look guns doesn't look certain for me. Um, West Harbour hosting the Woodies. That's a uh, that's a derby, Casho. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, these games have been uh, historically very very tight. And well, that um, would be a bogey team for East yeah, the Pirates. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the way uh, Tree's got the uh, the Pirates boys going, I think uh, I think they're going to be very much in the uh, in the contest here against uh, the Woodies and uh, West Harbour. They're a big side anyway, and they're coming up against another big side. So uh, who mm. comes out on top? We'll uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Quarter to five on Saturday. Fantastic. There is, uh, what, we've got five games to go in this competition, so uh, all to play for, all getting very, very exciting. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Swaney. Thank you, Kasha. I'll um, speak to you guys next week. Enjoy the rugby. Always a pleasure.